Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's another beautiful Saturday in Pittsburgh. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're riding around, tuning in, however you're doing it, on the Odyssey app, we appreciate that. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. You can hit me up on Twitter at KD Pomp. Our show is brought to you by PNC Bank. Make today the day at PNC Bank. Number one Cochrane. Shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com. And Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone is talking about at Iron Rock Tap House. Text line is available to you and brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates. 412-928-9370. Edgar Snyder and Associates remind you to text responsibly. And our Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Peters Township. Visit them online at southhillsjeep.com. Nate Haluschek has just left the building. Nicholas Callis is here. And he will take you through the next hour with me at 412-928-9370. Call. He'll talk to you. He'll put you on to me. Uh, we've been talking a lot about Kyle Dubas in case you just joined us late. And whether or not he's the right pick, he has... You know, certainly all the things that you would want in a guy in charge, president of hockey operations. Uh, but he has some challenges. He's dealing with the oldest roster in the NHL. Lots of guys with no movement clauses. Uh, he's going to try to build up the depth. He's going to try to win now, yet try to, you know, make the future better. That's hard to do when you're trying to win now. For example, what do you do if you're trying to get out of some of these contracts? You may have to. Um, you know, trade some picks to get rid of if you're not going to buy out a guy like um, Granlin. You know, Mikhail Granlin is making $5 million. They can't afford to have that on their roster, I don't think. Now, they may choose not to sign Jason Zucker. He was outstanding last year, especially second half of the year. But he is in his 30s. They have a lot of 30-something guys on their roster. They have about $20 million in salary cap space available to them. And he's in a hockey you know, media market that's not as critical as Toronto. When you're in Toronto, man, they, they haven't won anything in six decades. They, if you don't win, something's wrong. He assembled pretty good teams. They haven't been able to do much in the playoffs, sort of similar to here, and, and the goaltending issue is the same as here as well. So what Kyle Dubas does in his first month on the job before the NHL draft will be very telling, I think, specifically with Tristan Jari and Jason Zucker and where they go from here. 412-928-9370, also talking about the Pirates. A uh, really good win for them last night. Down five zip, came back and got seven straight, seven on answer, three-run home run, Brian Hayes, followed by uh, Josh Palacios. It's a good way to start the homestand with 23,000 people there. 405 today, 1135 tomorrow, two big games, and then Oakland comes to town. So I, if you're adjusting what you thought the, the Pirates should have done or could do on this homestand, nine games, you know, again, I'm going to have to say you got to sweep the A's. They're twelve and twenty and twelve and forty-five. They're not good. Yeah, they're capable if you if you don't play up to your capabilities, but the Pirates need to sweep that series. That's just the way I look at it, given you know how important it is, them being a half game out. If you're gonna maintain where you are or improve upon it, you gotta take advantage of home games against those kinds of teams. We also have the NBA playoffs game two, Nuggets and Heat, and we have game one, Vegas 
and the Florida Panthers in the NHL. So anything you want to talk about is fine. I haven't even gotten into the Steelers, and I do want to talk a little bit about Dan Moore versus Broderick Jones, given the fact that um, Dotson yesterday pretty much said that he would be surprised if Broderick Jones played this year. Well, why would you be surprised? He's a 14th overall pick. He's brought in here to do that. I know his friend is Dan Moore. I know Dan Moore has had two years on the job. That helps him. I, I like a competitive battle there, and, and and that's what Broderick Jones shouldn't be handed anything just because he's a 14th overall pick. If he proves he's better than Dan Moore, and he should, based on where he was picked and how he's played at Georgia, then he'd win that job. If not, then he doesn't, at least to start the season. 412-928-9370. Let's go out to Frank and Carrick, who joins us to start this hour. Hey, Frank, what's going on? Hey, Mr. Papiani, how are you doing, my friend? God bless you today. Anyway, what is Subas? Is he our GM or is he the president of hockey operations? He's the president. He's going to hire a GM. Oh, I was hoping he would have been the GM because my take on that would have been for president of hockey operations, I would have put 66 in there. Who knows the Penguins and who knows more hockey well, than he does? <laughs> the 66 is but, not interested uh, in doing anything but enjoying they, his life right now. <laughs> All right, but this is what I would do, okay? Yari, I wouldn't tender him. If I'm if I'm doing some flying to Minnesota, I'm going to put a package together, and I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to talk to 29. Let him finish where he started, right here, okay? Because Minnesota's only paying him $3.5 million a year, okay? So that saves us money as far as re-signing Yari because he's going to want $5 million or better. The Smith is all right for a capable backup. And you're right, Granlin got to go. But if we would have to package a deal, I would send him Patterson with a first-round <laughs> pick for yard, uh, for, for Flurry, let him finish where he started, and then bring some younger guys in from our farm team that's pretty good. And Well, d- uh, let, like me, let me stop you right there, Frank, because I think that you hit on something that I want to talk about. It's time some of these guys got opportunities at the beginning of the season. I think if you watch Drew O'Connor – and his growth and his confidence, it grew the more and more he played. They have to rely on people like that more often than not, I think. Uh, if you're going to do – you know, you, you, you can take advantage of young guys who have the competitive juices to be a fourth liner, who want to play that kind of grinding game that they need so badly, I think, out of their fourth line, and yet save costs in doing so. So, Frank? Yeah, I think Drew needs to be here. I really do. He, he's earned his ticket here. Well, I mean, there are, there are other guys um, down there who I think time has come. And thanks for the call, Frank. I got to move along, but uh, we have a lot. Uh, I think they have guys who are, you know, maybe you may look at them and say, "Oh, they're not ready." Their numbers don't indicate. Sometimes you give them a jump and put them up here. You never you never know what you're going to get, and that's one way to facilitate dealing with you know whatever cap constraints you may have. Uh, I don't know who those players are. I know guys who are supposed to be here by now. I know Sam Poulin had to take a leave for some mental challenges that he had. That's a guy you'd like to see up here at some point somehow doing something. But they have others, you know. Um, I thought Jonathan Gruden, when he got a chance to play here, didn't get enough of a chance to play here. You might have to give those guys a shot at the beginning of the season to see where it takes you. 412-928-9370, we go to South Carolina. Woody joins us right now on the Bob Pompiani Show. Hey, Woody. Hey, Bob. It's always great to talk to you. You too. Um, I look at Kyle Dubas as the Red Sox looked at Theo Epstein. He's young, he's brilliant, and I do believe that this guy is going to make the Penguins a winner and a contender for years to come. I would let Jari go. I would not get older in goaltending. 
I would go after Gibson, Samsonoff, somebody on those lines. I would not bring Flurry in at his age. This team's got to get younger. Carter's got to go. Grindland's got to go. And if Zucker will take a hometown discount, yes. If he doesn't, then he's got to go. Well, this may be the biggest deal that Jason Zucker can get, and I don't know that he's going to take any sort of discount. You can also elect just to let him go if you want and save the money that you would give him. And that's a great possibility that would happen. Use that money to sign somebody a little bit younger, and they got to get grit. They've got to get tougher, and they've got to get grit players. Let me ask you something. You said something that I found interesting, Woody. You said Kyle Dubas is brilliant. Please elaborate on that because, again, I want to give him all the benefit of the doubt, but I also, and maybe he was held back, maybe Brendan Shanahan stood in his way and didn't allow him to do certain things. He's made some decent trade acquisitions at trade deadlines. He's never solved their goaltending. He inherited their biggest talent. What has he done to make you think he's brilliant? Well, first of all, his age. He's into the analytics part. He knows the players. Um, I listen to the way he's come up through the hockey systems and the places he's been. And he has that knowledge, that knowledge that you need. Like, I'm so excited about this guy, like I was when the Penguins got Greg Patrick. And I really don't believe that this guy's going to let anybody down. You got to go through and look at his entire resume, not just what he did at Toronto. And he seems to have a really good grasp of the players that are in the league and the minor leagues. That's why I think he's brilliant. Well, you may be right. And thank you for the call. And we'll find out in time. I think Kyle Dubas certainly has a wealth of experience for being so young, which is good. And and, and I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. But again, it's a difficult situation to try to maintain yet improve the future when you may be dealing picks or players from future consideration in order to attain status now and to win now. I just think it's hard to do that. If you're if you're trying to rebuild, that's one thing. If you're trying to sustain and enhance, that's another thing. To do both at the same time is difficult for me to see. 412-928-9370. The counselor joins us right now in the car. Hey, counselor, what's up? Hi. Bob, how are you? Good, good. What's going on? Well, I just want to say something about the Pirates. I was very impressed with their comeback last night. But I still say there's got to be some more, I don't even want to call it, situational awareness in baseball. They, The base pass running is still leaves a lot to be desired. You know? Well, yeah, they've, they've had issues. There's no question about it. Um and with some of their young guys and even some of the guys who've been around for a while. So, but I mean, that's a pretty good win they had to start this. If they had lost that game and they weren't very competitive as it looked like it was heading in that direction, then I would have said, well, what, what does that do to your homestand coming up? How does it change your approach and what you think they may be able to do? But they got a good win and I, and their bullpen, I, a bit, one of the biggest plays in this game was a strikeout that Bolton got after he walked the bases loaded. If that if that turns into disaster, the game's over at that point. But somehow he got out of that with a strikeout. Well, that's yeah, I commend him for that. Um, I'm just saying, the other thing is, is of course, again, it's situational baseball. There's got to be some situational awareness that when there's less than two out and a man on third, and even the even the defense is playing back. You have to put the ball in play. 
You know? Yeah, you well, I get you. Strike out. But the whole league's striking out too much. It's ridiculous how many strikeouts you do see in games. Thanks, Counselor. Uh, these are basic stuff that um, every now and then they rear their ugly heads and they, they hurt the Pirates. Uh, they're a team that cannot afford to do that kind of stuff. Fundamentally, they got to be sound, more sound than some of the teams that have big bats and big names on their roster. Let's go to Chuck in line four. Chuck joins us in Irwin, Pennsylvania. What's up, Chuck? Hey, Pomp. Uh, just a comment here. I remember when I was a younger, following the NBA, and it seemed like the Celtics and the Knicks and et cetera, the teams would – if they would lose a year or two years in a row to another team consistently, that they knew they'd be playing in the finals, they would go out and get a player who could negate the other team's power, negate what they had uh, going for them, and then hopefully get over the hump and get into the playoffs. I wonder if that's appropriate in hockey, where maybe you know he's winning 110, 111, 112 games, but they can't win in the playoffs. Because the hockey playoffs are, as we all know, are different than the regular season. And they play more of a grinding defensive game style in the playoffs. And I just wonder if maybe as a GM, he didn't draft or build a team that was capable of sustaining that in the playoffs and winning in the playoffs. Chuck, the only thing I'll say is that I think he had the team to win. He didn't have the goaltender to, to, you know, that maybe, maybe that's something he could have done and, you know, to acquire a bigger name, somebody who was uh, better than what they had to offer. But the reason they lost in the playoffs is because their top three did nothing. They did not come away with points. They struggled to carry a team. And oftentimes, the teams that go farther are the teams, and I'll give you two examples, all right? You look at the Florida Panthers. Now, Kachuk is the guy who they brought in. Big acquisition. He's made a big difference. He's had three overtime game-winning goals. They are 6-0 and in overtime. Uh, they win one-goal one games. But they rely on guys who are bottom guys, you know, the Colin Whites, the Ryan Lombergs. Just as Vegas relies on Keegan Colasar and William Carrier, these are guys that you don't hear a lot about but yet make such a huge impact in in these kind of one-goal games. But Florida, or I mean Toronto when Dubas was there, they had good regular seasons. They did a lot of what the Penguins did, but they just failed in the playoffs because I thought their superstar players didn't do enough and their goaltending was lacking. So – could he have changed one? Could he have changed the goaltending? Yes, and that's what people will talk about in Toronto. He didn't do enough with the goaltending. Can he? Can he dictate who Sully plays? Do you think? No, because because they would bring in different players, and then Sully would just let him sit on the bench. Well, there, like there was, right. Like there was some friction there between the general manager and the the coach. Like who has the upper hand in that situation? Well, I think he's going to rely on Sullivan. I, you know, I don't think this is a. Um, one of those situations where he will de- demand everything. He's he's smart enough to, to have good people around him, and I think the GM that he hires will share a vision with him. I think Mike Sullivan will be very much involved in what and looking for the type of players that they were trying to get. I don't know if there was enough conversation between Hextall Burke and Sullivan. Seemed like at the end of that regime, there's too much you know players coming in who didn't necessarily fit what Mike Sullivan was trying to do. And he wouldn't change what he was doing to accommodate the players that they brought in. So there's a disconnect there. Yeah, I guess. Okay, well, thanks, Bob. All Have right, a Chuck. nice day. You do the same. Thank you very much. And speaking of that game one, it'll be Florida and Vegas tonight. That should be a tremendous atmosphere out there. Uh, if you're looking at Con Smythe contenders, certainly Matthew Kachuk has to be one of them. I think Carter Verhage's another guy for the Florida Panthers and Sergey Bobrovsky. Those would be the three that I'm looking at. And for Vegas – you know, Jack Eichel, man, uh, Buffalo, that whole situation was medical. 
you know, they drafted Eichel second to Connor McDavid, and he had a lot of talent, but he had a neck issue. He did not like what Buffalo medical people were telling him. He went for second opinions, and, and it became an ugly situation. So they end up trading him, and you know, Buffalo got a good player and Alex Tuck and others to get Jack Eichel, and boy, it's been a good fit for him in Vegas. And uh, as I tweeted earlier this week, it's hard for me to imagine that Jack Eichel would be in the Stanley Cup finals before Connor McDavid, but that's the case. And Eichel's played very well, especially with Jonathan Marchessault. Those guys have had a, a connection. Um, and the other thing going on tonight or this weekend is you got the game two between the Miami Heat and Nuggets. I wonder how much, you know, we talk about the rarefied air up there. It's 5,000-some feet above sea level. Oxygen is difficult. Denver's 9-0 and at home. They're used to playing like that, and they like to run. They like to push things, whereas Miami may not be used to it. We'll see. Um, but so far – how Miami kind of kind of deals with the one-two punch that is uh, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray will be difficult. Uh, they ha- they weren't able to deal with it in game one. I don't know if they can deal with it beyond that. 412-928-9370. Let's squeeze in Jim and Oakmont before we take a commercial break. What's up, Jim? How are you doing today? Hey, Bobby. How are you doing? I was going to do NBA. I do think uh, Jokic is, a, is, a, is a, a different player. He's different from – Honestly, he should have been the MVP again this year. I realize the kind of year um, that uh, the Philadelphia 76ers center had. Now his name's escaping me. For <laughs> What's wrong with me today? Uh, 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 it begins with an E. Anyway, he was, he was the overwhelming choice. But I think if you look at a st- what a guy means to a lineup, certainly he carried Philadelphia. Uh, but I think in this case, Jokic is just – he's so good at passing. He does things – the other day, for example – uh, he had 14 assists before he had double-digit points. And you don't see that from big men too very often. Joel Embiid, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm sorry. Name escaped me. Yeah. I think spot right on. And you didn't even – Sullivan didn't adjust to the players. Well, I, I don't know if it's that. But what Sullivan doesn't do is adjust to the style of play that is in the playoffs because he rejects players – that play with that physicality, and when he gets into the first and second round, first round usually, he he can't they can't play that style because that's neither his style. His is more of an Olympic style. And when you get guys like Crosby and Malkin, and they're getting they're getting illegally cross checked, there's no there's no penalty. Where these two last teams in the playoff uh, sometimes borderline dirty, but they do protect people. And I don't think Sullivan's style lends well. Well, but Jim, that style was very good when they won back-to-back. They were so fast and so deep. They played what they were. They dictated terms of how you played. Now, I don't know that they have right. the same – they don't have the same amount of people playing that way, and I think it shows. And when you when you continue to ask them to play that way, I think you expose yourself to odd man breaks and things that maybe they can't – you know, when they are pinching when they shouldn't be pinching. And, you know, you need the players to co- do that. Is the coach supposed to adapt that? Yes, and, and I think that has been a problem. And I think that's where – Maybe there was a little disconnect between uh, the former management and, and Mike Sullivan. So we'll see what happens. Thanks, Jim, for the call. I'm up against the break. I appreciate that. We got Fred in Uniontown coming up next. Fred, hang on. Two lines open at 412 928 Our show is brought to you by the good people of PNC Bank. Make today the day. 
Number one, Cochrane. Shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com. And Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone is talking about. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back. We continue right here at Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Our show is brought to you by the good people of PNC Bank. Make today the day. Shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochran.com. Ride in style with Cochran.com. And Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone is talking about. Got some tweets. Uh, Jeanette Malik says, uh, the Buccos need to bring up Priester, Gonzalez, and Davis all now. All number one picks heading into their mid-20s. Let's go. I wouldn't disagree with that. I, you know, I, I understand the need to uh, make sure they're ready. But some guys are ready. Some guys are ready more so than you think they are. Um, you know, Gonzalez has been hitting the ball well. Davis has been really hitting the ball well. And Priester, for the for the most part, has had six out of seven good outings. Um, they're, they're, they're not going to do that for now. If they keep winning, then that's not an issue. But if they struggle, I think it's time to do stuff like this. Yes, I do. Reader 79 cents. If you are the Penguins, would you make Brian Rust? Uh, would you tr- make a Brian Rust and couple picks for Gibson? Um, you know, picks. I don't know how many picks they have to give and how you know how big have they got to be. I think it may take a little bit more than that, quite frankly. Am I interested in Gibson or Halibut? Sure, but I'd, I'd have to make sure that the the price in return was okay. And again. I think it's a difficult challenge. It really is to do both, to try to win now and try to build for the future, knowing you have one of the oldest, if not the oldest, rosters going on in hockey. Uh, That's a tough assignment right now. Let's go out to Fred in Uniontown, who joins us on the Fan Hotline. Hey, Fred, how are you today? Okay, how are you, Bob? What's up? Hey, uh, this guy they hired from Toronto. Uh, what, What is his position? He is the president of hockey operations. In other words, he okay, oversees so, everything. Okay, he's the main boss. Yes, he will now, hire a GM who will report to him. What, what's a what's GM going to do? What's his job? Well, there's a lot to be done as a GM. Uh, you know, again, it's just the way this this has evolved now. 
seems like there's more layers to management than ever before. Uh, it's not unlike coaching in the NBA. You see more suits than actually guys wearing uniforms on the bench. They have, and, yeah, and, and the NFL too. I mean, look at all the coaches you have. You just another layer, another pair of eyes, someone in charge who has a vision, and you got to hire the guy who's going to make sure that vision is carried out. Yeah. Well, like I say, the general manager, if he wants to uh, get a player or something, he has to report to the, this guy that they got from Toronto, right? Yeah, pretty much. Not unlike what it's Patrick Alvin does in Vancouver reporting to Jim Rutherford. Or okay. if you look how New Jersey's set up, it's the same way. They have different layers. And that's maybe what he wanted to get away from in Toronto is that Brendan Shanahan had to direct access to the ownership and he had to go through him to get what he wanted. Maybe he wanted to be the guy in charge and now he has that opportunity. Okay, so Shanahan was the main man up there. Yeah, well, in the position where he was ahead of him on the depth chart when it came to the management. Oh, okay. Maybe too many, too many Indians, huh? Who knows? We'll see. But he, yeah. you know, it's, it's still the responsibility will fall at Dubas's feet no matter what, I think, regardless of whatever yeah, right. GM he hires, whatever they do. Thanks, Fred. Right. Appreciate the call at 412-928-9370. We're going out to Rick, who joins us right now. Hey, Rick, how are you? Hey, Bob, how are you? Good. What's up? Hey, Bob, you know, you know the, all them years that the Penguins traded away their number one draft picks? Uh-huh. And uh, I thought, you know, hockey's like football and baseball. You have more than one draft pick. And, I mean, Gensel wasn't a number one draft pick. Latang wasn't a number one draft pick. Rust. Uh, Rust and that. What? Is, is there a problem with their scouting or what? Could very well be. I mean, they haven't gotten a lot of results from their draft in a lot of years. You know, uh, when they won in 16 and 17, they did rely on guys like uh, Wilson, Kunakel, uh, Gensel, Rust. They came up and they immediately had an impact and they were low cost, which is, I think yeah. you have to have some of that in order to be successful in today's sports. You got to have guys who come in. This is why with the Pirates, with some of these guys, I don't want to, you know, just throw them up here. Let me see what we can do. Well, see, that's what I thought. You know, you draft these younger guys. Usually they don't, they spend a year or two back in the juniors and then they go to Wilkes-Barre and they're younger guys and they develop. You could have them guys taking the third or fourth line. Maybe they got speed or whatever instead of going out and spending big money to get these older guys. Who's their director of scouting now? The last guy. Well, that they, he just got rid of. Dubas came in and got rid of a bunch of guys that Hexto had hired. So I, I think that's also a work in progress, Rick. So I mean, he, ultimately, it'd be great if you can cash in on third, fourth, fifth round picks. It's hard to do. I get it. And getting back to what, and thanks for the call, Rick. I would say this about. I understand that most people, most young people, whether that's the Pirates organization we're talking about, hockey, whatever. Most have to go through layers of development, but there are some exceptions to every rule. And I think a guy, again, with the Pirates like a Henry Davis is an exception to that rule. He needs to be on a faster track. It may not be here right now, but he has to be on a faster track. He can only do so much when you're a number one overall pick and in your mid-20s heading in that direction. You need to, you need to be on a fast track. It shouldn't be waiting for someone else to not do the job. And quite frankly, when you have a catcher, as much as Austin Hedges is terrific at what he does, you got to get more production from, especially if the rest of the lineup doesn't provide it. Now, last night they did. The last two games of the Giants series they did, but they need more of that on a consistent basis. Let's go to Ed in Kennedy Township, who joins us right now on the Bob Pompiani Show. Hey, Ed, what's up? 
Uh, Bobby, first, uh, just quickly, how many games was Denver going to need to beat Miami? I said five. I like Denver a lot, so five would be my guess. I, I like that, too. Uh, Key Brian Hayes, you've been sticking with this guy, and last night's home run is his biggest hit of the season so far, I think. Uh, he's got three homers, 23 RBIs. Is 69 RBIs in the range of what you like? Well, what I like is a more consistent hitter. I'd like a 280 hitter who can who can drive in 80 runs. If you give me that and his defense, that's a good combination. We haven't seen that so far. Now, maybe maybe this is the beginning of it for him. But, I mean, they gave him a long-term deal. They're not going to stray away from him. A lot of people seem to think that's possibility. It's not. They're going to play him every day, and they should play him every day. He just needs to figure it out, and maybe that's the start of something good for him. Yeah, in four years, this guy has only 21 home runs. I know. And, again, he's in a position where he needs to have – and it doesn't necessarily have to be home runs. I, I don't. He may not be that kind of hitter. As long as he drives in runs, that's good. You know, I don't mind that. Just drive in runs and play Gold Glove defense. Pretty good combination over there. Now you don't like the idea of moving him to shortstop, huh? No, he's a third baseman. Why would you do that? He's a Gold Glove guy over there. I wouldn't want to mess with that. They have too many other guys who can do that. And O'Neill Cruz ultimately will be the guy. Okay, I'm going to start to believe you. <laughs> All right, thanks. I appreciate it. At 412-928-9370. Uh, let's go to Heimer in West Pittsburgh. What's up, Heimer? How are you? Um, I wanted to get your opinion on the Joker on a, in the NBA Finals. Um, I just never seen a guy so under the radar like gets the triple doubles. I mean, it's like he scored his first. Well, first of all, what do you say under the radar? Where is he like, under the radar? Like 10 minutes into a game, he'll get his first bucket and end up the leading scorer. Like he's the quietest triple-double player. He's so good. He's so smooth. It's just amazing how just how he plays the game. It's just it's – Well, like you're right. He can time. impact a game without scoring. You know, he can do that. And he Correct. does do it. And he – the pick, the, the pick and roll game with Murray. See, Murray's been missing with injury over the last several years, and I think that was a key part of this. He's healthy now. He's doing the things. Plus, they brought in Michael Porter Jr., who's a really good player when he's on. Aaron Gordon can play. They have depth, but they also have that two two man game that I don't think many people in the NBA have. And, and so, therefore, you know, and I mentioned coaches before. These guys getting big time contracts. What about uh, Malone in Denver? You know, they're going to have to give him some big time money now too. He's done a pretty good job with that team and. The fact that they seem to be unstoppable when those two guys are clicking makes it very difficult for me to imagine that Miami will come up with a way to stop them. But they're going to have to figure it out because there's no other way for them to survive. You hit that right on the head. And I also wanted to tell you, I wanted to thank you so much. Uh, for um, I lost my vision four years ago from a uh, reaction to a medicine and Ian's guys who do your jobs on the radio and, and all the sports guys, I appreciate it. Ian's mean so much to me to keep me updated. And, um, boy, do I miss playing golf and that stuff. But I just want to tell you thank you for what you do and uh, keep on doing the job well, you do. I'm glad um, that we can help you. Uh, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. And as someone who I'm sure you are, are someone who takes nothing for granted moving forward, having lost your vision, that's terrible, but – um, hopefully we can uh, make things a little bit better and at least uh, you know paint a picture in your mind about what's going on with some of this stuff. Thank you so much, Bob. You have a great day. You do the same. Thank you very much, Heimer. Appreciate that. 412-928-9370. Mark and Jerry, hang on. we got to go to a break. 
When we come back, we'll get to you. Thank you to PNC Bank. Make today the day at PNC Bank. Number one, Cochrane, we appreciate what you do. Expressway at Cochrane.com, ride in style. And join us for the number one Cochrane Sports Show on every Sunday night at KDKA 1135. Iron Rock Tap House, great place to hang out, especially on the weekends. Great screens. You can watch whatever you want to watch. Great food, great wine, great vibe, great everything up there at Iron Rock Tap House. We'll be back with more calls until 1 o'clock, and then Paul Alexander joins you right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This has been a year of first-time winners on the PGA Tour. We've seen a lot of them. Could it be that Ricky Fowler finally wins something here? Not that he's a first-time winner, but he hasn't won in an awful long time. He just had a great shot to number one. It's the Memorial Tournament in Dublin, Ohio, and Justin Suh has the lead. S-U-H, last name, he's at eight under. Hideki Matsuyama is one behind at minus seven. Patrick Cantlay right there at minus six. Rory McIlroy also involved in that. That's a great golf course. And boy, given how fast it's been because of no rain, it's extremely fast. We've seen some kind of weird developments over there. Uh, Chad Ramey, who was going along at a very good clip until he went to number nine the other day, hit four in the water because they had an up-front pin location trying to suck it back every time. It went into the water. He missed it. Shot a 13 on that hole and route to an 88. That's how you get <laughs> big-time trouble over there at Muirfield Village. You can see that coming up today on KDKA-TV. Third round and then fourth round action coming at you tomorrow. In the meantime, let's go back to the lines. we got Mark in Squirrel Hill. Hey, Mark, how are you? Good, Bob. Always enjoy your show. And I have a quick question for you regarding – the courting of Dubas and the press conference that the FSG had the other day introducing him. Mm-hmm. It seemed that everyone went out of their way to talk about the importance of the community, the commitment to the Penguins, even to the point we're bringing Sullivan and Crosby in as part of the discussion process and courting process. And I found it interesting that none of the reporters asked, or I haven't heard any comments about where was Mario in all this? Why not bring him out as the man responsible, more than anyone, for maintaining, keeping, and enriching this franchise over the course of 30-some years, totally absent from the process? And I would have thought that Cal Dubas would be interested in getting his perspective, given what he means to the team and the community. I still think he will, but I also think that Mario doesn't own the team anymore. They sold it as, as a former owner – he doesn't have much to do with any of this day-to-day kind of operation anymore. I do believe, though, they want to create more of a relationship, and I think Kyle Dubas would love to talk to him, and I'm sure Mario will oblige. But he's not yeah. in a position to do it right now. He's not. And if you know anything about Mario, he's very private. 
Uh, he's got his, you know, a lot of, lot of responsibility now being a grandfather and other things in his life that Trump being involved in this on a day-to-day, he doesn't do it anymore. No, I understand that, but knowing and hearing about the so-called bad blood that exists and the issues that they fell apart on between the Fenway Sports Group and Mario's group, you would think this would have been the ideal opportunity to reach out to him and bring him into the fold in that discussion and in that courting process. Don't you agree? Oh, I think it's always good. I mean, Mario Lemieux is synonymous with this franchise. It wouldn't be here without him. So, yeah, I do agree. And I do think something will happen. But on that day, it was about their ownership group, which he's not a part of anymore, making the decision they made. So um, I don't know that it was essential for him to be there. But I always believe it's you know, anytime you could talk to him about anything hockey-related specific to the Penguins, you, you should do that. And I'm sure Kyle Dubas will do that. Right. And I understand your point. Even though Sullivan nor Crosby were there as well that day, it was about introducing him to the media and to the city. But again, in that vetting and courting process, that's where I thought there was a real miss on the part of the Fenway Sports Group to at least not reach out and have him discuss his perspective with Dubas. Mark, I appreciate it. That's something I'm sure that will uh, emerge as time goes on, but it didn't need to happen that day, and it wasn't going to happen that day. Jerry joins us in Bethel Park. Hey, Jerry, what's up? Hey, uh, I wanted to call and ask about the possibility of my earlier being called up, and they keep talking about this Travis Swaggerty. Hmm. Uh, he's supposed to be doing real well. He's, that- he's another player, yeah. He had a good spring training. I thought he could have forged his way onto the – roster unfortunately he also has a situation where his wife uh and he made this public on his instagram account the other day and uh his wife had to go to the mayo clinic because she's had some sort of rare blood situation caused by uh, a rabid cat uh, raccoon bite um oh so wow. she's been dealing with it for a long time but they haven't been able to, to to really get a hold of it so now she's off to the mayo clinic so he's got a lot on his mind really good kid very grounded very faith-driven and and a very outstanding talent, I think. So hopefully he'll be in time, an opportunity, another guy that you would expect to see up here. Is he a power hitter? Uh, not necessarily. He's a gap to gap hitter, you know. But he's a very good. You can argue he may be their best defensive outfielder in the in the entire system right now. Well, that brings another question: If they brought him up, what outfielder would they get rid of? Well, he'd be a center fielder, I think. That seems to be the place to put him. But again. It's nice to have options. You could do things with options. You can make trades because of options. So, you know, don't don't understell that possibility. Just because they have a if they do have an excess amount of outfielders, even if they take Dylan Cruz with the number one overall pick from LSU, I don't mind that. I I like sticks. You can do a lot with with bats. Whether that's help you now or trade some of them in the future. Well, I understand that. I was just like, when is the trading deadline? Oh, geez. That's not until later in July. Later in July. It's probably at the very end of July. I don't know the exact date on that. But there's, there's a long way to go for that to happen yet. There's a lot of baseball yet to be happening. Okay. I thank you very much. You have a very good show. Uh, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate your call to it. Appreciate that at 412-928-9370. All right. Again, we got a, a busy weekend here. You got game one of the NHL uh, Stanley Cup Finals going on tonight. I look for Vegas to win this series, even though I think Florida has been playing better overall. I mean, they're 11-1 and in the last 12. I think this layoff is really going to hurt them. I do. I think teams that lay off more than two weeks in hockey just lose whatever they had. You know, it's hard. When you're doing it every other night, um, 
it's just you get into a grind, you get into a a, a, a move that keeps the results coming. Uh, so winning eleven of twelve, what I I think was a product of them playing a lot and playing well and keeping that grind going. Now I don't know. I think um, that may be too long of a layoff. However, the goaltending advantage has to go to Sergei Bobrovsky. He's been playing at a very big level. They gave him ten million a year. A lot of people laughed at that when it happened, and he hadn't been all that good until this year. So maybe the money, if they win a championship, he'll be certainly well worth whatever they gave him at ten million dollars a season. But it's how Vegas plays in front of Aiden Hill, and can Florida crack that? Can they get in front of him? And that's what they do better than most teams in the playoffs so far. We'll see. They're also very good. Florida is in one-goal games. They've won a lot of them, 9-1 and one in one-goal games, 6-0 and oh in sudden death, and Matthew Kachuk has a lot to do with that. So I'll be looking forward to that one. I still like Vegas for some reason in a long series. We'll see how long it goes. Can the Nuggets get rid of the heat in a short series? Uh, we'll find out if Denver goes up to love. It's going to be tough on Miami to get back in this one, even though they have the next two at home. Uh, they lost the other night, 104 to 93, and it was simply too much Jokic and Murray combination. They got to get better shooting, does Miami from the outside. Some of their guys off the bench who had been hot in the previous series could not collaborate on anything. Two for 23 between Martin, Struess, and Robinson. They got to get better numbers than that. So that's going to wrap it up for my program today. I really do appreciate you tuning in. As always, thank you. I'll be joining Joe Starkey 10 o'clock until 2 on Monday for the Cook and Joe Show. I think Ron is on vacation. So in the meantime, I want to tell you about Fan Weather, which is brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Summer is here. Come check out Trailblazer, Equinox, and all the new redesigned 2024 tracks and online, sunchevy.com. Partly sunny today, warm, very warm, 89 the high, thunderstorm potentially in certain spots. Tonight, moonlit sky, low of 61. Tomorrow, mostly sunny again, although the high temperature will not reach 90. Instead, we're talking about 80, which will seem like 70, given the way it's gone so far. Once again, a thank you to our show sponsors, PNC Bank. Make today the day. Check out their virtual wallet. It makes your financial life so much easier to deal with. Number one Cochrane shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com. And Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone is talking about. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 